So first of all, can I um, ask you how long have you been at the university? What's your role? Yeah, so I'd, I've been here since 1988, so uh, 29 years. I arrived as a university lecturer and, and tutorial fellow at Trinity College, and I'm basically still doing the same job and, and still enjoying it, getting used to it. <laughs> so I, I gave lectures in the department and uh, tutorials at, at college and very much involved in um, nowadays in the running of the course, organising things, at the, the teaching at Trinity and tutorials and things like that. So tell us a bit more about the tutorials and the, the larger scale teaching. Yeah, well, they're, they're very different in style. So the tutorial teaching is pairs, sometimes in groups of three, but it's very much sitting around the table and going through problem solving. Um, the, the great advantage of the tutorial setting is that you can really see what the students have understood. I can interact with them. I can ask them, explain something to me. And, and then I can see where their weaknesses are. And lecturing is very different because obviously you have to prepare very carefully what you're going to say and produce a lecture notes and all that sort of stuff. The other style of teaching that we use a lot is laboratory-based teaching. Some of that is sitting at a computer and some is using laboratory equipment. And on the electrical side, that's very important. The students have to pick up a certain, number, certain range of skills in using test bench gear, you know, sort of trying to use an oscilloscope, soldering iron, um, waveform generators and those sort of things. So and key skills that they'll Yeah, need. key skills that they, yeah. they need in industry, yeah. And uh, have you noticed any changes over the last sort of five or ten years in how you teach? or not? Well, some things have stayed very much the same. The tutorial system is, is, hasn't really changed very much. The course content has changed quite a bit. Uh, there's a lot more emphasis on things like 3D printers now, so we want to bring in new te- technology there. Um, and also with the advent of um, new processors, you know, like the ARM processors and things like this and embeds and uh, Raspberry Pis, a lot of that stuff is coming into project teaching that we have, so, which is another form of teaching that we have. The students do a final year research project and whereas they would sit at a computer provided by the department, very much now they bring their laptops, they buy their own Raspberry Pis, they connect them up and, okay. and get on with a lot of the hardware side of things themselves. It's become a lot more mm-hmm. flexible and accessible. I think with all these things, the students have to have a space that they can explore. And so we use um, basically a, a concept design, uh, which is, uh, in, in this particular case, it, it's a small buggy, a little car that they have to build. And most of the parts are already there for them, but the, the gearbox is something that they have to design themselves. And so they can look at the ratio of the gears, they can work out the torque that they need, and they can decide the speed of their, their buggy that they're trying to build. Mm. But the gearbox is all 3D printed. And oh. so they, they, use, they use a design tool, SolidWorks, to, to lay out the structure of, of the gearbox. And then when they're happy with their design and done some modeling on it, then they can, they can produce it, they can assemble their little buggy, and then they can race it. So you mentioned technology. What what sort of role does that technology play at the moment? And how, so how do you actually use technology for, for teaching and learning? Well, in, in my case, um, the two areas that I've been involved with is, is I've recently finished as uh, the associate head for teaching for the department. So I've had a lot of involvement in getting our course material on WebLearn. And we tend to use WebLearn really just as a, a, a file server mm-hmm. for, for the students getting access. But within that, there are some tools that we use a lot, such as the sign-up tool. It's very important to us. Uh, so the students take a, a range of options as they go through their four-year uh, degree. And we allow them to sign up for the laboratory exercises themselves, depending on what pathway they're taking. And that really does help us in terms of organizing the course. So that, that's a real bonus to us. On, on the other side, where I, I tend to use technology, is, is really in the sort of visualization of really very difficult concepts in electronics. So, for example, in most of my lectures, 
I will just use PowerPoint and I will occasionally use the whiteboard to help explain how to, how to solve a problem. The reason why I like doing that is because I, ca I can really engage with the audience and see what's going on in their minds. I mean, if they're looking at me and looking confused, then I can mm -hmm. change the way I'm explaining things or go through different stages, different steps. Right. But there are, there, are, there are times when you're trying to explain how uh, a circuit might work or electronic device works, how a transistor works, for example. And there it's very handy to use a set of tools that we use a lot. So we use Comsol and we use MATLAB, and these are visualization packages. So they allow us to create um, a model of something like a transistor to change the inputs and observe the outputs under different conditions and present graphical output, mm. visualization, which mm. helps us explain. Some of these concepts, unless you're, you're seeing it, it's very difficult to, to actually right. get it across. So it's a combination of dipping into modeling exercises, visualization exercises, and, and pretty much traditional style lecturing.